So Matt, did nope. you win your did you win your company softball game? Uh, we actually are we destroyed it, and we weren't even the athletic. We faced off against the quote unquote like athletes of the store, and the final tally was like I don't know seventeen to four or seventeen to six. <laughs> it didn't help that the person they put on first base, which is the most important position that needs to be able to catch, could not catch. Mm, but you guys didn't make that mistake. And no, the first thing we did was we said, who's the best person to catch? Oh, I thought that would be you, given you were the catcher. You're not getting the satisfaction. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Isn't, isn't the catcher usually the one that gets... Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. see, I knew what you were trying to do, and it's not happening. Two best of friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro fancy football. Pro football reference. ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, everybody. Hello, Matthew. It's football time right off the bat before I even introduce the show. Or even introduce the show. Let's let's get it on the record right now. It's football time. It's football time. Screw who we are. Screw what we do. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Matt. And this is the 2M Football Podcast. And we it, are it we're back. I feel like we took one last little bye week. The calm before the storm, if you will. And if all goes now to we plan, have to actually get to work. Yeah, exactly. All goes to plan. We will have a show every week through the through the Super Bowl, through the end of the season. So buckle what? up, Matt. Buckle up, Matthew. Buckle up, 2M Nation. Here we go. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Get it. We're going. Um, and across the league, every team is now in training camp. Um, there's a football game. Assuming, assuming our editor gets this out tomorrow, Thursday, there's a football game today as you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> The Hall of Fame Sunday game. and it's been like three days. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's a football game today? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, of course, I'm referring to the Hall of Fame game, which kicks off the preseason, an annual tradition in the NFL. We're actually going to have two. Uh, I think they canceled it last year. So we're going to have two classes of Hall of Fame players being inducted in Canton, Ohio this week or this tomorrow, today. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, uh, not, it's not easy doing this on the fly. Is <laughs> this is where scripting might help. We're not going to talk about that too much, though. Um, but yeah, this is our, I guess, the beginning of our official preseason coverage on the show. Oh, so oh, oh, oh. Really quick before we get into it, let's just lay out our plan a little bit. We're going to start with our prediction shows. Today, yeah. we're in the AFC. We're going to pick our division winners and reveal our AFC sleeper playoff picks for the aft. Yes. The aft. And then next week, of course, we'll be doing the same in the NUFC. <laughs> the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> uh, after that, we're going to dedicate a couple weeks. We're going to spend a couple entire episodes in the fantasy corner debut our yes. new music, our new musical cue for that, which I think has not appeared on the show yet. Very excited. 
Very uh, excited. It's probably one of my most prized and proud works to date. You're, you are all welcome for what you're it's about. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Bleed too. Can't wait for everyone to hear it. Um, and then after that, we'll be just right around the corner from the actual season. So we'll have a preseason recap and week one preview show, and that's it. Off to the races. We are today almost exactly a month from the start of the regular season. Woo! Oh, man. Time flies. <laughs> sure does. We've, we're going to talk All about right, the fantasy leagues, news. of course. Um, but yeah, fly through news because a lot of this is actually old news at this point. Hey, did you hear Aaron Rodgers is back? What? No. <laughs> And the the main reason this is notable for the purposes of the show is that they cut Blake Bortles, sadly. Damn it. <laughs> it was all lining up for his redemption tour. I was so happy, and now I'm so upset. I'm not watching football this year. Well, as Packers fans, I think we're both mostly happy that we're going to get to see Aaron Rodgers suit up in the green and gold uh, for possibly one more go-around. <laughs> Um, stay, staying in Green Bay, the same thing could be true for Devontae Adams, who stopped contract extension talks. Uh, he's entering the last year of his contract. Sounds like Rodgers is going to be gone, and uh, Adams probably will go. I don't want to say with him, although there's a chance they go to the same team <laughs> next year. But I, I think the expectation is they'll both be out of Green Bay next year. So maybe this is a, maybe a team will pull a uh, – oh, why can't I think of his name? He was the coach for the 85 Bears. Ditka? Yeah, what Ditka did in New Orleans where he traded all of New Orleans picks that year for a running back, except I feel like trading all of your picks to get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is a huge upgrade. <laughs> Wasn't it Reggie Bush? You know, that that could be. I don't know exactly the scenario you're referencing, but that, that sounds uh, about right. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I know it was when uh, when – when Ditka went down to the Saints, he traded mm-hmm. away all their draft picks, and it set them back years because it failed. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens with these two next year. Um, the Packers also brought Randall Cobb back via trade. Oh, welcome back, Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it really looks like it's Super Bowl or bust for the Packers this year. They've been in the NFC Championship game each of the last two years, lost them both. And actually, if you look back a few more years, three out of the last five years, they've lost in the NFC Championship game. So they've been close, but haven't been able to quite get that second Super Bowl in, under Rodgers. And uh, this is probably their last chance and uh, until they go full rebuild next year with Jordan Love. Uh, but for now, this is still Rodgers' team, still a Packers team. I'm very excited to watch. Um, turning to the formerly, formerly your Cowboys, uh, they're going to be showing up on Hard Knocks this this uh, this year on HBO, the documentary oh, series, of course. Cool. Yeah, we'll get to watch their journey through preseason. A couple other Cowboys-related notes while we're here. Um, Mari Cooper, star wide receiver, starting camp on the pup list. Still recovering from off-season foot surgery. And uh, unfortunately, Dak Prescott, as we know, coming back from that, what was it, Achilles? Last year, they suffered. It was a horrific ankle injury, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, but he was fully cleared day one of training camp. uh, But (laughs) on day one, suffered a muscle strain in his throwing shoulder. Now we don't we don't think it's serious enough to jeopardize his week one status, but he's out of camp, and they're going to be careful with him to make sure not to further injure it. But just kind of yeah, that would not be good to uh, to tear up your starting quarterback because we know the importance of Dak Prescott for that team. 
Right. We saw we saw what this team looks like without uh, without Dak. And no Dalton. Right. Yeah. Rip. Yep. Uh, other quarterback news around the league: 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan says uh, that there's quote no quarterback competition in the Bay Area. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the Week One starter, but then for now, uh, for now, right? It's only a matter of time because he also said that he would be surprised if Trey Lance started Week One. Trey Lance, of course, the rookie they traded up to three overall to pick in this year's draft, but just the the phrasing of that makes it sound like there's a chance. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to at least see a couple of weeks of Garoppolo yeah. really get a feel for who is. And if Shanahan isn't liking the way the system's working, it may only make sense to switch. Right. Similar situation uh, in Chicago where you got a high drafted rookie they traded up to get and it's behind a veteran and it's only a matter of time until the young guy takes over. Uh, Denver, two veterans kind of duking it out in a quarterback competition between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And so far, there has apparently not been enough difference to separate the two thus far in camp. So we'll probably see them both in some preseason game action. I kind of don't know how to feel about that. Like, that means Drew Locke is clearly showing progress or or chemistry with his teams. But somebody who we back and we generally will like, Teddy Bridgewater, Mm -hmm. is he worse than we think with Denver or is Locke better? It's like a weird, it's weird to see those two names and the next words are neck and neck. Yeah. It is a little bit surprising that no one's running away with it yet. You, you would like think if I had young... put money, I would have put money on maybe Bridgewater outpacing Drew Locke just from an experience. I mean, this guy right. was great He's with the Vikings before. The Wiley he veteran. Yeah. But, but yeah. there's a more important thing. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Again, old news, and I feel like this is continuation. Uh, Taysom Hill for the Saints is getting the first team reps uh, so far. And while they worked Jameis Winston in there a little bit, I really think that Hill has the edge for now. Sure seems that way, uh, much to my chagrin. <laughs> I don't <laughs> as much as much because I I hate Taysom Hill and everything he stands for as a football player, uh, but also more importantly because I don't want you to be correct about this. <laughs> Well, the, 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 um, my understanding was, and a lot of analysts were leaning this way, and of course, Peyton's kind of keeping his cards to his chest. Right, yeah. Um, Hill is that dual threat because we know he can run the football. So he gives that sort of dual threat while it seemingly from their um, social media pages, he's been putting it on point in practice. Granted, these are, you know, you know, Jersey practices, there haven't been anything that I've seen that's fully padded, but, you know, accuracy is accuracy, whether it's in practice or, you know, in a game. Right. And, and he has the advantage of more time in the system. He's actually started three or four games last year when Breeze was out. Um, so yeah, he's been around longer and, but at the same time, they did bring Jameis back in free agency. So you know, we'll see. Still, it's going to be one of the one of the fun things to watch throughout the preseason. Once we see them get into games, actual preseason games too. Um, skipping this one, Philip Rivers might be might come back. He said he was open to the possibility. Uh, despite he could retirement. go to the Colts because they don't yeah. have uh, Carson <laughs> Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, because he's just a sack now. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wentz is out the next five to twelve ish weeks, recovering from foot surgery. 
I know that's later on with injuries, but I just had to bring it up now. Yeah, no, that's good. Very relevant because, of course, Philip Rivers played for the Colts last year. Um, and then Deshaun Watson was at Texans camp the first few days to just to avoid fines. It seemed like they were. It was so bizarre. Uh, obviously, the team is not planning for him to be with them because they were playing him at safety. <laughs> they were barely what? giving even any quarterback reps. He's main, mainly just standing around. <laughs> but he was there just to avoid nine string safety to Sean Watson. Yeah, exactly. Put that on his resume now. Uh, but yeah, the fine apparently would have been $50,000 a day if he didn't show up. Yeah. So it's still, you know, doesn't look like he's playing for Houston this season or potentially at all. Well, the, the, 22 lawsuits worked their way through the legal system in addition to the NFL's own independent investigation on top of the possibility of him being traded, which he demanded before that whole situation. On top of Houston's just a sinking ship right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, So yeah, injuries, I guess I jumped. Your boy. Yeah. Yeah. This happened like, I feel like two weeks ago now. This must have been right after we recorded last time because it is absolutely not news, but Cam Akers, the Rams top running back towards Achilles in training and uh, will not play this year. This is also old news. Michael Thomas, the Saints leading receiver is also expected to miss some time to start the season after having ankle surgery in uh, June, I believe. And uh, he's in his recovery process of that now. Could miss up to the first four-ish weeks of the regular season. Uh, Saquon Barkley, this one you've been monitoring for us since the throughout the offseason, really, is he's he's not practicing yet with the team. He's on the PUP list, the physically unable to perform um, for training camp. Doesn't mean he's going to start the regular season on that list necessarily, but there's also uh, – some uncertainty around his week one status, if he'll be ready uh, to go to start the season. As he also recovers from an ACL tear. But what's concerning about that one is how long it's been. Right, because that happened in like week two, I think, of last year. So it's been... two or three. Yeah, so it's been close to a full calendar year. Usually that's a good thing. Or if there is a silver lining to an ACL tear, if it happens towards the beginning of the season, because usually... That means it's it's a lock uh, to, for them to be there next season, but it's different for everybody, based on how the body responds to the you know the surgery and the recovery and all that. Thanks, Doctor Mike. <laughs> you got it, doctorate, and uh, fill in the blank. Not a s- stupid. <laughs> there you go, nailed it. <laughs> uh, also coming back from an ACL tear is Bud Dupree, outside linebacker, who the Titans acquired in free agency. Uh, he is also on the PUP list and not practicing yet. Uh, J.J. Watt, this was an unfortunate one to see. He, the Cardinals picked him up in free agency. He hurt his hamstring. This was a couple weeks ago, or last week now, I think, and he is also on the PUP list for the time being. Poor guy. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't heard any update on that recently, so hopefully it's not too serious. And, uh, yeah, like you, you teased a few minutes ago, Carson Wentz. New Colts quarterback is going to miss significant regular season time recovering from that foot surgery. Um, Don't worry. They got Brett Huntley. They got Brett Huntley, who they signed 
and other guys on the roster. I like roster. how it's more depth, and I have no idea who these other people are. I feel like I've seen Brett Hundley before. Yeah, he was on the Packers, I believe. That's where I know that name from. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, they've also got a guy named Jacob He was Eason. terrible, but that's fine. Yeah, right, yeah. And Sam Ellinger. And, of course, this injury prompted all kinds of trade rumors. Um, I really think Sam Ellinger is going to be a stud. I have no <laughs> nothing to back that up other than I like his name. It's a, it's a solid name. I'll give him that. Uh, and then in other Colts injury news, weirdly, their, their Pro Bowl guard, Quentin Nelson, suffered the exact same injury, had the exact same surgery as Carson Wentz. Should <laughs> we start will. rumors and say that it was planned? Did they, like, kick each other accidentally in the foot? All right. They're going to go to the weight room, and on the count of three, they're going to drop the weights on their foot <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah, that's a, a couple big pieces missing for the Colts to start the season. Uh, okay, two more. <laughs> Xavier Howard, the Dolphins cornerback, has requested a trade. And this is kind of a big deal for a Dolphins team that leaned on their defense a little bit last year. Howard actually led the NFL in interceptions last year with 10. If and he wasn't the top, he was definitely like number two in terms of cornerbacks in the league last year. Yeah, he's great. He's a shutdown guy, uh, but he's not happy with his contract. So we'll see if they can either work something out or if he does end up traded. Uh, apparently two playoff teams from last year have already called to inquire on the what the asking price is. Ten bucks. And a happy meal. Sold. <laughs> and uh, okay, final piece of news is that the NFL could have forfeits this year. <gasps> There's been a bit of an ongoing struggle to get in certain teams in particular to get their vaccination, uh, per COVID 19 vaccination percentages over whatever threshold the target is. And so this year, the, to sort of try to encourage that, the league has said they, if they aren't able to reschedule games, a team that and a team has unvaccinated players in violation of the COVID protocols, that re, would result in you know the attempt to reschedule. If they can't do it, that team's just going to forfeit and get a get a loss in the column. Wow. Well, so we'll see. I and mean, obviously, they there were several games that got rescheduled last year. Ended up working out, but we ended up working out for the league, but some teams definitely got the short end of that stick. Ravens. Pittsburgh comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The Ravens seem to get the benefit every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so let's take a short break. We're going to break down the Hall of Fame game. Hey, wait. Oh. <laughs> short break, and we'll be right back to uh, talk about our AFC prediction. After, we'll see you after the break. And we're back with our Hall of Fame game breakdown. Just kidding. We're not going to really talk about it. We're not going to see any of the starters as expected. Uh, it's going to be Mason Rudolph, which is only notable because it means Dwayne Haskins is just buried on that depth chart. <laughs> I guess. Do we still we, have him on our fantasy team? If we, do, if we do, I'll admit defeat on this one and we can just drop him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, Obviously. we should. What if he starts? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty Mike, much a, he's the not nail. Starting. You don't know. <laughs> well, now we know. This is the nail in that coffin. Dwayne Haskins, you're officially dead to me. Are you kidding? The nail was halfway there. I was just holding the hammer to get ready to finish it in. 
Um, yeah, obviously we're not going to see Dak. Even if he was fully healthy, we probably wouldn't see him in this game. But whatever, it's still football. It's still the first game of the year, so I will be watching as much as I can. Uh, but now to get into the real meat of the show, we're going to talk about our AFC predictions. So we're going to go through each AFC division. And uh, look what you started, Matt. <laughs> you are very welcome. And we're going to discuss, debate amongst ourselves uh, about who we, we think is going to win each division. All right. Uh, what are we starting with? Let's start with the North. Oh, last year was shocking. Won, <laughs> last year was won by Pittsburgh. However, this year I have a changing of the guard in my predictions. How about you? Uh, or do you have Pittsburgh repeating? No, I I don't like this question. <laughs> if only you had had time to prepare and the notes had been sent to you in advance. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that to me? <laughs> um, I also predicted changing of the guard. All right, who you got? Three, two, one. Ravens. Browns. Really? Okay, fun. I like it. You, you explain yourself. <laughs> what they pulled off last year stunned me. I did not think that the Browns had the team that they put on the field. And they made it to the postseason, postseason, but not only that, they battled against the Chiefs and like put up a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns are just one or two players away knowing the laughing stock that they've been for so many years. And what made me nervous about not giving it back to Pittsburgh is the fact that that team that started, what, 11-0, and 0, shut yeah. down at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. <laughs> I don't have the confidence in the Steelers. The Ravens make an excellent case. All great players usually have at least one year that they, they take a slight step back. And it's usually one or two players. But that entire Ravens team, at least on the offense, did not was not in sync the way it was the year before. The defense was there. But the offense was not. And until they figure out how to use Lamar Jackson and build a receiving core around him, I have questions for this team. Yeah, All well, three teams most... make a defensive case, but it's when it comes down to offenses, the Browns have a really good, arguably of the three teams, the better running back tandem. Yeah, yeah, I'll give them They've that. They've got excellent WR1 and 2, and they have a defense to help back it up. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the pick. The Browns do look really good, and they, they made some moves in the offseason to improve the defense. Uh, brought in uh, – who do they bring? Clowney. Jadevian Clowney. And I think John Johnson, the safety. I don't know. Go back to our uh, roster breakdown show for, for all the details. <laughs> but I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think uh, the Steelers are going to take a step back on offense. Their, their offensive line is, like, in tatters compared to what it was last year. And and their season ended with that playoff meltdown against the Browns, where Ben had I think five turnovers. They lost also on on defense too. They lost Bud Dupree. They lost Mike Hilton, uh, cornerback. So yeah, I think Pittsburgh takes a step back. But I actually have Baltimore, and I I do agree with you that they need to get the offense figured out to make this a complete team. I think the defense should be fine again, and I think they've done that in terms of their offensive skill position players. They brought in Sammy Watkins. They draft the uh, receiver, Rashad Bateman. And uh, 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's put up or shut up time for Lamar Jackson. They've, you can't say that they haven't given him talent around him now. And that's, of course, in addition to they brought in Villanueva from Pittsburgh on the offensive line. It, not as good as Cleveland's running back duo, but, you know, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are no slouches. So I'm, I think it's going to be neck and neck between the two of them. It's really going to come down to divisional standings. Totally. Yeah. And but yeah. I have to the in terms of the more the Bengals are on their way up. They're gonna do much better, but we didn't really get a full sample size of do we got or I would say we got a sample size of Joe Burrow. Oh, I'm excited to watch Burrow and, and I think they have a good offense, but in Cincinnati that is, but they don't have the defense to compete with the rest of these teams. No. In terms of defense, you've got you've got some heavy hitters that they have to play against. Absolutely. Okay, well, I like the call. I like that neither of us picked the winner from last year. So good stuff. All right, how about moving on to the AFC South, where the Titans won the division last year? I think, I think based on tiebreakers, I think they finished with the same record, actually, as the Colts. And uh, to ask the same question, do you, do you have that repeating, or do you have a yes. new champion? I, okay, me too. I'm with you this time. <laughs> last time I picked the Colts. You didn't believe me last year. Well, you know what? I actually had the Colts again until the Carson Wentz injury. <laughs> but but no, so now I'm with you. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> Even if Wentz was healthy, there's no way I'd be picking the Colts <laughs> to take the division. I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, well, okay, let me just make the argument, though. That the Colts had a top 10 defense last year, and looking mm-hmm. at the numbers, they actually had a top 12 offense, even with Phillip Rivers because they have that dominant offensive line game and offensive line and running game. Um, but yeah, now obviously they don't have Wentz. <laughs> it's going to be one of those guys we talked about. There's and, only two teams I can guarantee you that the Colts will have a total of four wins because they play those teams twice, and that's the Texans and the Jets. <laughs> that puts four wins in their column. Outside of that, especially even if Wentz was healthy with Quentin Nelson down, an esteemed guard, to protect him, I cannot trust that that offensive line will be the same without Quinn. Yeah, I mean, even without okay, even without Wentz, they'd win more than four games. I'm going to say that, but I, I am giving the Titans the, the nod though because look, they they had a great offense last season with Derrick Henry going for over 2,000 rushing yards, Ryan Tannehill thrown to AJ Brown, the addition of Julio Jones. Yes, this offense just got even more deadly. And uh, so the the Titans' problem last year was defense, but they brought in Bud Dupree, both of the past. They had Vic Beasley. <laughs> they got rid of him, which is you know addition by subtraction. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they overhauled their secondary, which was the biggest weak point. So I yeah I, I'm taking the Titans. Jacksonville, I'm excited to watch Trevor Lawrence play, but no, they're they're not going to compete for the division. I think year. they're going to get get more than one win. I think that's I agree. It's hot take, I but I feel I'm like the you. Texans and the Jags are going to flip roles. Yeah, if the <laughs> if the Texans, if the Texans get Texans one, I'll more, be surprised. More games in the chaos that they have right now than Jacksonville with the number one pick of Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I have serious questions for <laughs> Urban Meyer. I will be shocked if the Texans win more than let's say two games. Uh, but all right, moving on to another very interesting division, the AFC East. Uh, last year was taken by the Bills, but it was it was close in the end between them and Miami. Who do you have taken it this year? I'm gonna have to stick with a repeat on the Bills, um, especially given the the uh, the uh, Xavier Howard 
concerns that they have in Miami. Sure. Um, the team, the Dolphins were a surprising team, but they had a lot of help in certain tight situations from Fitzmagic. And <laughs> yes. they don't have them this year. Uh-huh. So this is all going to be on two attacks. Two a time. Uh, yep, two attacks. To, like to really drive this team. The Jets have been talking up Zach Wilson and their running back pick. We'll see. I think Robert Salah has quite a plateful of dealing with what Adam Gase left behind. <laughs> yep. And I don't know what to feel about New England. Me either. They're, they're the wild card to me. They Obviously, they went crazy in free agency. Overhauled. Like they built all these components, but it comes down to this one thing I cannot get over, and it's I don't know what to expect out of Cam Newton. Yeah. Right. It's like, to was me, he terrible? He is the is one he... that's going to make or break the offensive side of the football. Was he terrible last year because he had no one to throw to? or is he That just, would be is my just... argument. I honestly think if they had continued to build the wide receiver core, Brady would have stayed. But I think Brady was smart enough to realize if you look at the last couple of years, Tom Brady had no wide receivers that were even remotely mediocre that he could throw to. Mm -hmm. You know, he can make mediocre players great, but they have to be average at best to start with. You can argue they still have a mediocre group of wide receivers, but at least they have two great tight ends, John Smith, Hunter Henry, and they should have a really good running game uh, behind Damian Harris there. And not to mention Newton's zone running ability. That was one thing that he still did very well last year. I guess he had to because there was no one to throw the ball to. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But I agree with you, though. I'm picking the Bills to repeat. The Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs connection is just too good. And uh, their, their defense was, was quietly pretty good, too. So I'm sticking with the Bills for uh, 2021. And finally, our last division, the most – I'll say most intriguing only because we both have a little bit more invested in this division. The The AFC West, which of course had both of our sleeper teams from last year, the Broncos for you and the Chargers for me. Um, I don't think you can pick anyone to win it besides the chiefs. Nope. They were already the best team last year and they addressed their biggest weakness in free agency, which was the offensive line. Brought in Joe Tooney from New England on a massive deal, offensive guard. They brought Kyle Long back out of retirement. And they traded uh, for Orlando Brown from, from the Ravens. So they have revamped, bolstered this offensive line, and uh, that was their biggest problem last year. So I'm expecting a, a repeat from the Chiefs. I do think the Broncos, and uh, spoiler alert, more to say about them in a second, the Broncos are are a good quarterback away from challenging them, maybe. Um, and the Chargers, I like, as you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, no one's no one's taken down Kansas City in the division race this year. Are we agreed on that? Yes. Okay, and uh, now segueing into one of the most exciting things for us to follow throughout the season are AFC playoff sleeper teams. Oh boy. Uh, You want to go first or me? I can't believe that these words are about to leak my mouth, but of all the fans I'm about to become for at least a single year, Broncos are forever in my heart. (laughs) The only, and I will back this up. The only real reason I had to choose this team was simply because I could not 
we couldn't flip teams from last year. I feel like that's A, cheating, and B, that's that's easy way out. However, when you look at the AFC overall, there's not much that's going to make the teams that were in the bottom arguably contenders. Maybe one or two that we're missing. The way I saw it, there were only three or four real options even for a sleeper pick, and it was either the Broncos and the Chargers again, the Raiders, or the Patriots. Those are the four teams that I – because here – okay, I should have said this first. Our criteria for sleeper teams was just teams that finished at 500 or below last year. Which, ironically, was not – like, most of these teams did rather well, shockingly. <laughs> yeah. I'm pulling it up just so we can say uh, for sure. Yeah, so the, the only, let me read you the whole list of AFC teams under 500. Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Bengals, Jets, Patriots, Jags, and Texans. Yeah, so obviously we're not taking Jags or Texans. Obviously not the Jets. I mean, <laughs> if you should have done it out of spite to Adam Gase, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I cannot force myself to watch Jets games, and I you will never see me own a piece of Jets gear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have, I have one. I have one, and it's from that weird year. That yeah, Favre it's from spent. that year that Favre thought he was still amazing, and he was Jet, garbage. Jet Favre, baby. <laughs> if you ever say that in my presence again. Good thing we're still recording this virtually. Otherwise, I'd probably have gotten punched by now. But bring it on. It is time for the Oakland Raiders, which have now become the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> which have now become Matt's Raiders. Yep, I am I am all in this year on the Raiders. Derek Derek Carr decided to prove me wrong in everything last year. Nelson Aguilar <laughs> decided to learn how to catch a football. Um, Josh Jacobs, a stud at running. And, of course, if there was ever a uh, – do I use the word charismatic to describe the coach? How about just plain entertaining? It's freaking <laughs> yeah, John Gruden. Come on now. <laughs> He's in like the Dan Campbell tier of entertaining uh, coaches, <laughs> but I'll give him a, a few steps up because he's a real coach. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So yes, the Raiders will be taking up a lot of my time this year. I right. never thought I'd see that day. <laughs> cool. So what's the? And I kind of uh... regret it because I, I I feel that I should have stuck with I believe your choice if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yes, Matthew. Because you're a cheap rat bastard. Send over the adoption papers because I am taking your Broncos. <laughs> no, I refuse. We're going to court. <laughs> you're not the father. All right, custody battle it is then. <laughs> I've got my 23 and Me report. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I really like the Broncos. <laughs> they were... They finished fourth in the division last year at five and eleven, but much like much like the Chargers, six of their eleven losses were one possession games. Uh, the Chargers, of course, the kings in that category. In in the ten games, hang on, sorry, I can't read my own notes here. You never have been able to. If you if you if they saw your notes from high school, they'd think you were a doctor. I thought I am a doctor. Wait, did not, the did doctor we not of stupid. We went over this. <laughs> um, yeah, see how I brought that joke back? Yes, I love it. It's very good. So um, well, I'm the funny one. The issue, 
Dr. Laughs and Dr. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There were 10 games. The issue with Denver was the offense last year, and there were 10 games in which they scored 20 or fewer points. That was actually their average for the season, 20.2 points per game, which was fifth worst in the league. And uh, more on the offense in a minute, though, because the defense was pretty good last year, but it got a whole lot even better this offseason. They're getting guys back from injury, like Chubb and Von Miller in the pass rush. As we discussed in that roster breakdown show as well, they brought in some uh, new members of the secondary, like Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller, two cornerbacks, lockdown guys. Uh, they've got good line. They're good at every level of the defense. They're, both of their safeties are top 10 rated by our PFF BFFs. That's never going to get old. So the, the defense should be incredible. I, I said it in that show, and I'll say it again. This looks like the best defense in the league on paper, just based on the personnel. Um, on offense is where, you know, maybe gets a little dicey. They get Cortland Sutton back from an injury, a full off season for guys like Jerry Judy. Hopefully he used so the time. Jerry needs to learn how to catch Judy. <laughs> yes. Hopefully he used his time wisely this off season to work on those hands. He's already got the route running down. Um, oh, crisp route runner. It's just, there's a second and third motion to that. He's always Run open. Your route, catch the ball, score the points. <laughs> he's always open. It's just a matter of, does he have a quarterback who can get him the ball? And if he does, can he catch it? <laughs> oh, you're saying there's two parts to that? Like, throw the ball and then catch it yes that's that is how there's actually three parts (laughs) throw the ball run the no no that math no run the route throw the ball catch the ball (laughs) oh that's where i missed okay see someone just needs to sit jerry judy down and explain this to him get get him and drew lock in a room and they'll work it out (laughs) but so yeah obviously the biggest question remains who's going to be quarterback i believe if Locke wins the battle, it's because he has improved from last year. When he showed flashes, as you know, he showed flashes of being really good. I was so excited. Like, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, how's he looking? I haven't seen much. <laughs> Ironically, there's been a lot of Taysom Hill showing up. <laughs> um, so whether it's an improved version of Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, who I see as like a calming veteran game manager type of presence, I think either way, it's going to be a better situation than last year. They drafted Javante Williams in the second round, uh, running back, to help complement Melvin Gordon. And they have great weapons. If you just look, if they get quarterback figured out, just look at the weapons they've got. We already talked about Sutton, Judy, other guys stepped up. Yeah, I love Noah Fant. You know that. One of the most athletic tight ends in the game, and he's really good. Absolute matchup nightmare for opposing linebackers, especially. They have a pretty decent offensive line, too. So I, I really think it just comes down to quarterback. I think that I don't think they'll win the division. I think they can finish second in the division with uh-huh. a good enough record to sneak into the playoffs. So that's that's why I'm picking Denver. And I love that you picked the Raiders just because we'll go head to head twice during the year again. So that's fun. I just find it funny that of all the teams, it was it almost felt inevitable we were going to go to the AFC West because the division is just way more interesting. Once the Jets and the, the Patriots are kind of back to where they used to be, like the AFC East becomes the most enticing division again because now New England's back in the mix. Mm-hmm. And for right now, it's like these other divisions, I mean, other than the North, become kind of 
kind of locked in. You know, the South, there's not a lot of ton of competition. Mm -hmm. The East, I feel like, is between two teams. The North is always a brawl. But, yeah. you know, we've got a lot of questions in it. And then there's the West where – I mean, here in the West – After you got the, the Chiefs, yeah. it's like it's, it's, it's a slugfest for second place. I think it – I really think it could be any of these three teams. I was tempted to pick the Chargers again, but that would have been boring. <laughs> I really That's think exactly they, why I didn't take the Chargers. <laughs> but I think they have a shot. I think the Broncos have a shot. I even think you're the Ra- your Raiders have a shot. <laughs> My Raiders. Your Doesn't Raiders have quite versus the same ring as my Broncos versus our Broncos, <laughs> our bron- joint custody, <laughs> joint custody. That's right. I love it. I get them every other weekend. I know how this works. Yep, and I get visitation. It works. <laughs> we make it work. <laughs> so that's all right. There you have it. Then the Broncos and the Raiders. I got to make my burner Twitter account to follow all the players and coaches and stuff. I assume you'll do the same. <laughs> we'll bring that extra layer of analysis each week throughout the season. I can't believe I'm freaking watching. Okay, yeah. Go Raiders! <laughs> so to recap, in the north, I have the Ravens, you have the Browns. Yes. In the south, we're agreed on the Texans. Yes. In the east. What? Wait. Titans. I, <laughs> Titans. <laughs> no, I do not agree that the I Texans almost got you. I almost got you. Good, sir. <laughs> you are a terrible you. parent. I'm taking my Broncos home. Almost got you to agree to that. <laughs> anyway, in the AFC East, we both have the Bills. And then in the West, we both have the Chiefs. So I guess the North is the only one we disagree on. <laughs> but that's okay. I feel good about the picks. Right? And then If I had said, like, the Jets or something, I feel like you would have had more to question. I would have had many questions, including how you think you can raise a Bronco if you think the Jets are a good football team. <laughs> <laughs> raise a Bronco? <laughs> All right, and that's that's it for today. That's and it. We that just started. <laughs> Shorter episode than usual, but that that's a good, you know, that that makes a happy editor, so. Well, in that case, so Mike, <laughs> you can go straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming with me. <laughs> to everyone else, we will see you on the gridiron next week as always. Enjoy the Hall of Fame game. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Talk NFC NIFCA predictions. NIFCA predictions. Yay. See you then. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron